Hey, everybody. Welcome in to the Raheel Show podcast, episode two of season two. Thank you, everyone, for listening, subscribing, rating the podcast. Had a great time launching the season a couple weeks ago with uh, congressman, future congressman, hopefully. We're going from future congressman to my buddy, Jose Partida, one of my one of the few people I enjoy just talking to in radio because he's not bullshit. I love it. Not that oh, radio is bullshit. Trust? Yeah, it's awesome. a podcast, okay. Jose. Right, just making sure. It's the Raheel Show podcast. Right. We're just hanging out. Get the fuck two... out of the way just right now. Yeah, get right. it out. It's just two dudes. Jose's a great dude. He's a. I try. He's a. He's a buddy. Formal. Yeah, we former are intern, but now buddy. Right, you were an intern. I was an intern for quite. A while. I was an intern for almost a year. Damn. I've been here for a while. Actually, I was just thinking about that yesterday. In August, I'll be. I'll be. I'll make three years. Damn, dude. Yeah. He's a. He's now a producer for both ESPN Houston and SB Nation Radio. So, kids, if you want to make it in radio, you have to grind it out a little bit, okay? Yeah, you got to eat a lot of shit. You got to do a lot <laughs> of shit that you don't want to do. So, this podcast today, we're going to we're gonna hit on a lot of different things. I'm going to update people on the last six months, what happened at the station, in particular the Raheel and Dell show, which is no longer around because a lot of people have been asking about it. I haven't talked about it publicly as much. I can't talk about it too much publicly since I'm still employed by the station <laughs> and I like being employed by the station. Uh, so we'll do that. I want to talk about my trip to Mexico and some observations from there. To and our I think, motherland? To okay. your motherland. Our motherland? Yeah, yeah I am La Raza. I'm part yeah, of it. You are Mexicano? Yeah, mi gente. Are we going to talk about your experience in, in Russia in the World Cup? No, that wasn't me. Got, that's, your, uh, got a World Cup goal? That's Carlos Vela. Oh. It's Vela, right? Are you sure that's not you? That's 100% not me. Although, I have stories about that. <laughs> and I think you'll enjoy it. And that's why I wanted you on, because I want to get your thoughts on some of the observations I made when I was with my fellow Mexicanos okay. in Mexico. See, see, si, si, <laughs> mi gente. I got a new nickname, Pachuco. <laughs> I remember that you was the best. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about that. We're going to do that in uh, the second part of it. I got some thoughts on this Josh Hader tweet stuff. The Brewers pitcher, and I'll update you guys on that story. I'm just confused on one thing that I no one has an answer to. DeMar DeRozan, I will talk about this. I know we're not doing – I don't like doing sports on this podcast, but these are more general thoughts. I'm not going to break down sports because that's boring. Yeah. Uh, World Cup recap with Jose. We'll get nice. some of his thoughts on that. And then uh, some reviews. Some reviews of the following things. Ballers on HBO. I caught up. HBO money. Yeah. Hey. Uh, it's actually my brother's account. All right, let so me I get just, that when you get a chance. Let me get that. I got in. you. Oh, everyone has it. <laughs> I'm not even like it's on Sunday nights when a new episode of Silicon Valley launches. I try to get in. No one right, can get on it. Yeah, no one can get on it because my cousin watches it. I watch it, and there's another person that watches it. <laughs> so whoever gets in first gets first dibs. And then if you're late, you go back and you're like, oh, you've already watched this episode. I'm like, I have not watched this episode. That was my cousin who's also bumming off of my brother's account. And then I have like three other friends that use it. Uh, so I got an update on Ballers. I finally watched it. I was like, let me just see what this show is about, if it's worth it, because The Rock's in it. Season two of Luke Cage, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I finally watched that. And then The Big Three. Some thoughts from The Big Three. My your, beloved Big your, Three. Your favorite league. So let's jump into it. All right. Uh, and also, by the way, support uh htowndental.com they still sponsor the podcast that's my brother 
Okay. He sponsors it via HBO login. So <laughs> htowndental.com. Book your appointments there. He is awesome. He will take care of you. If you don't have insurance, it's not a big deal. He'll still take care of you and cut you a really good deal because he cares about people. That's why. It's not all about the money. And then uh, my dad, Perfume Time Houston. All right. So if you need perfumes, don't pay full price. Go to Perfume Time located right there, 8000 Harwin. And you can Google the address. I've put the directions up on Google. I take care of it. So please go support them. Don't pay full price. Don't go to Macy's and all this stuff and overpay. Uh, you can find them Perfume Time in Houston. All right, let's get into it. So last six months, let's talk about this change that recently happened at the station. It also impacted you because oh, yeah. you're all over. You're a producer trying to, you know, just starting your career off and you're paying your dues right now, which is, you know, that's the hard part of radio. Yeah, definitely. It really, like, if you're willing to cut it out and figure it out, like, you know, I do want to do this for a living, then it's fun. It's great. But the first, I would say first five years suck. They suck. Like any profession where people want to do it, it's an in-demand profession. There's a lot of bullshit that comes with it. And, yeah. it's you know, it's, I'm not saying bullshit like, oh, man, people are mean to me and stuff. It's just bullshit. Like, you're going to have to work some crazy hours. Yeah. And, and that's certainly what I was doing. Yeah. And you were doing overnights and you're a young man. So, like, you're, I'm sure the social life takes a hit. Because yeah, definitely. And you're working when everyone's having fun. Yeah. Um, everyone's the, asleep, too. I don't miss those days of radio because when I first started, that was me. That yeah. was you where I'm doing these crazy hours. Like Saturday morning, I'm here at the station at 6 a.m. Yeah. And I'm not leaving until the Astros are done because I'm also getting sound. So we're looking at an 18-hour day sometimes. A lot of naps on a couch. Yeah. A lot of naps the on a couch. The couch is gone. That's something that upset me. Yeah. That, that yeah. couch is finally gone. Man, we I took a lot of naps on that couch. So did I. And there's a lot of dirty so did things. everyone. Yeah. It's dirty. That couch is nasty. I do believe the theory Tyler Scott had proposed that Sleeping on that couch probably boosted your immune system. I have not been sick, like seriously sick, <laughs> since I started working here. There are a lot of germs in radio. <laughs> One, we put a piece of equipment by our mouth that everyone uses. Oh, yeah. These filters are disgusting. Mics are disgusting. Filters are disgusting. I took mine off before we started. There are a lot of dirty people in radio, too. Ugh. We are the worst. Radio people are the absolute worst assholes. They don't clean yeah. up after themselves because we're entitled. Matt Harab. <clears throat> mm, Matt Harab. <laughs> There are a lot of people that one of the frust one of the things that frustrates me about radio is we're just entitled and we don't clean up. So, for example, when companies bring food in or oh lord, the kitchen, no one gives a shit. I hate it so much. It's just ugh. And when I see people do it, I just judge them. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? It's always I'm usually always here when when uh, it's closing time in the office, so no one's really here but the programming side and. It's always Tyler who's throwing everything out. <laughs> yeah. Because no one bothers to throw anything out. People just leave stuff yeah. around. There's no sense of cleaning just after yourself. It's so weird because we criticize people all the time about doing things a certain way. Yeah. Like, hey, you can't do it that way. And the hypocrite hypocrite, hypocrite in every person is crazy. Like, you're just like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm not cleaning up. I don't give a fuck. Uh, so the last six months. All right. So here's what happened, everyone. The Raheel and Dell show, we were lucky enough to get our own show for about six months when Lance came over. Lance Zerline, for those of you that don't know about the station, I still do my show on ESPN Houston, 9 to 11 a.m., Granado, Raheel, and Dell. That show, it stemmed off to Raheel and Dell afterwards. So it was a six-hour block of programming where it was Lance and John. That morphed into 
John Raheel and Dell, and then that morphed into Raheel and Dell. So it was pretty much the same show with three different hosting and titles. It. Yeah, it is. But we considered one big show when we yeah. always talked about it. Anyways, six months later, we were taken off the air, the Raheel and Dell show, to make room for another show, the Charlie Polillo show, which is, you know, that's the station's decision. Thank you, everyone, for all the tweets. I can't respond to them, so just <laughs> all the time I get tweets, I'm like, guys, I can't. I'm just, look, I still work here. I still got to get paid. I still like working here. That's the other thing. I like working here. It's a, it's a cool place to work. I still have a show that I have a blast on. Um, but it did it, it did suck. Not going to lie. No, absolutely. It did suck, right? Like, we put a and lot on, into it. On a personal level, mm-hmm. like, you you and Dell have always, like, me and you, I consider you, like, not only my friend, but my mentor. And Dell's like, I, I know I always rag Dell about I'm, I'm coming for his job, but I've always looked up to you guys. And as I told you guys personally, when uh, when I found out, like, you guys gave me the hope that I, I, was, I was on the right path, that I was doing the right thing because I liked the type of radio that you guys did. And that gave me and my friends from In The Clutch the, the hope that, hey, we can do this too. Mm-hmm. So that that was a really crummy day for for me as well as a friend as a as a mentee as as a fellow radio personality quote unquote so yeah I mean I I I missed the show yeah it, <laughs> it was, it was an and awesome I missed show. it too and you know when when we finally got the show we had no idea that they were even thinking about giving us a show there's always talks that Dell you know like Dell wants a host and. Dell wanted to host more, and I thought Dell was just, you know, like eventually going to get something, right, where yeah. he's hosting a little bit more. And when they told us it's us two, I was like, this is, you know, that's perfect yeah. because I want to host a little bit more and drive a show. Dell wants to do the same thing. And it's also, it was one of those things when we found out the news that we were going to get a show, we were excited because, as you mentioned, that's what we were all about. We're like, how, you know, this is two minorities hosting yeah. in a major market that gives hope to other guys that are in this business. And it's not always about race. It's not always about that. But to me, it was. Like, my whole Absolutely. thing was, how can we inspire another generation? How can we inspire guys that look like me, that look like Dell, that look like you, and have somebody to look at and go, I could do that one day. Absolutely. Because we didn't have that luxury. Like, when I was picking this career... It was because of Jim Rome. It was because of Granados, because of Lance. Guys that I couldn't be like, hey, that looks, wow, I could do that one day. Absolutely. It was tough. It was hard. But I got lucky and I got a lot of lucky breaks. And I'm always thankful for that. But we wanted to be something bigger. That show stood for something bigger. Also, it was a generational thing because there aren't guys in that age group, although we're older than most of our listeners at that you know, in that show, we're in our thirties. We're not young anymore in terms of like connecting with the next generation, but we try to keep up with stuff. We try to keep up with what the next generation guys your age are interested yeah. in. And we and wanted you guys, that. You guys yeah. did a really good job at that. That's what we wanted. We wanted a a place for that generation to have in sports radio. They don't have that. No. They don't have it. it you know, it, that's why so many podcasts are taken off. That's why there's so many different things. Um, and Desus and Marrow. That's why they're taking off is because of that lack of talent, that lack of space in traditional radio. So that was the goal from the whole time. And, you know, we poured everything into it. We tried different things. It didn't always work out. There are a lot of fails, but 
we tried it and having Tyler there with us was fun. It was a blast having a different voice. Um, and then that show was taken away for whatever reasons from the station. If you guys want to know why you can ask the, the station, I'm not going to get into that because that's not my place. Again, was I mad? Yes. Are there ill feelings? There were some, I don't care as much anymore because again, I still have a job and this was coming off a time where there were a lot of guys getting laid off for no reason at other stations. Yeah. So, um, I actually had that day when I found out I was having lunch with a guy who was just laid off. So I you told him and I felt like, like, I felt like shit telling him yeah. because I was like, yeah, they took the show away, but I still have a job. Yeah, and as yeah, I kind of <laughs> kind of grounds you a little bit, right? Yeah, and it was that's when I was like, man, you know what? I can't it's really okay. We'll right. figure this out. It's all good. Things are still good. Uh, I still have a great schedule. I still get a chance to you know talk shit with my friends, have fun, go home to my family at a good hour. So I can't yeah. complain too much. Um, but it does suck because when you creatively do something and you get, you know, you get invested into that emotionally, creatively, and you get the listeners on board, it takes some time. Um, so it sucked, but things are okay. Uh, other things from that, you know, I think it's going to be good because Dell's going to do a lot more different things now. I'm working, like, I'm telling Dell, like, you got to do a college football video. Dell, you got to do this. Oh, yeah. Because Dell's like one of the, he is the best college football personality, not at the station, in the market. Uh, I feel like, and you, you've been here longer enough, but I feel like last summer when I was working with you guys a lot, I feel like that's kind of when, Dell came out of his show and everyone would mm-hmm. realize like holy shit this guy can not not only can he produce this guy should be hosting mm-hmm. like, and I remember last summer me and him did a show like I was I was like a year into 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 actually doing this getting paid and he was he uh, me and him were like hey what are we gonna do and he just told me hey uh I'm doing it solo and you can co-host with me I was like shit okay let's do it and I personally with me that's when I found out like damn Dell is really fucking yeah. good on air. And I remember people like Barry Laminac and and Jong talking about how realizing, like, damn, this guy's really good. I don't know. You know him. You've known him mm-hmm. a lot longer than me. But I feel like last summer was the summer of Dell. Yeah. Like when everyone learned and everyone realized, like, shit, like, this guy's really good. Absolutely. De- Dell, it's once you get Dell going and like Dell yeah. has a plan, it's so much fun, man. It's a blast to listen to. He's, again, when he talks college football, there's no one better. And guys like John Harris is another one, but he doesn't do as much college football because he's with the Texans now. Dell watches literally every game that's on TV. Like he loves college football. Yeah. His what the NBA is to me, that's what college football is to Dell. And Dell watches other sports too. Of course, we all like the NFL. Uh, but he also ushered in something where it's like you don't have to kiss the NFL's ring. NFL. That's what Dell and I were about. Like I was, I've been vocal about this for a while. Like the only reason everyone loves the NFL because there's a sheep mentality, and you don't want to be the sheep that speaks out against the NFL. Because then you're like, oh, you don't like the NFL? Why am I going to listen to your opinion? So what? I know our guy Lamont kills me all the time. He's like, dude, you're just an NBA guy. Okay, I'm a guy of the second biggest sport. Yeah. Well, that's such a bad thing. I've yeah. never, I never take offense to that. Like, okay, that's fine. That's I know a- where my strengths are. I'm not a big. Oh well. Who cares? Yeah, that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out now because I I make I, I make no gripes about it. Football's my least favorite sport mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, and soccer's my favorite. And as fun as it was the last the last month and a half producing shows where I was essentially co-hosting like interviews with soccer guests and stuff like that, that's not the that's not the priority. Mm-hmm. So like, it's kind of like getting into 
getting into my lane is something I guess I'm trying to figure out, and yeah. football really isn't in that lane. Um, football is NFL is interesting because I I still like watching the NFL. I still love it. It's one of those things. Oh where yeah. Because I have, you know, like whether it be because I'm in a pool or because I'm in a, uh, uh, if I'm betting money on it, it's still fun. Like it yeah. is, and it's also the best product when it comes. If you're looking at just football product, like the oh, best athletes, all that, absolutely, yeah. It's not the most creative product by any means. Like college football is way more creative. The offense is because you have to do more with less in a college football environment. Not every guy is the best of the best in the NFL for the most part. The guys out there are the best of the best of the group that's out there, right? Like of all the football players yeah. in the world, even on the Browns or even on the Jets or Chargers, whatever, those are still the best of the best. So it, it is fun to watch it. It's still cool on Sunday, like walking to the stadium. And I, I'm lucky enough to where I get to go cover the team, be on the field afterwards. It's still cool. It, that's, yeah. you know, it's it's still the number one league. Um, But with within our show... We were tired of the bullshit of the NFL. There's a lot of bullshit that comes with the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so it was fun doing that show. You can still listen to us. So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit, let, update everyone on what's been happening. And everything is still cool, guys. So, like, don't, don't, I get the supportive tweets. It's really cool to see that people love you, that, you know, like you don't have to love us and listen to us, but you do. And thank you so much. We appreciate the tweets. Just know that we're not going to respond, okay? Because <laughs> call us sellouts or call us company men. I don't want to get fired. Like, I still love working at this place. So that's why I never respond to tweets. So thank you, everyone, for that. Uh, other things on radio. I'm just trying to think if there's something we missed in the last six months. You are now not overnights? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing drive time on SB Nation Radio uh, with, with my buddy Patrick Creighton. So I uh, I went from doing seven p.m. some day seven p.m. to five a.m. some days to nine p.m. Mm-hmm. to five a.m. other days. God. That was fucking brutal. <laughs> I will tell you, growing up, not growing up, when I was in college, high school, when I listened to radio religiously, and I still, by the way, yeah. I love listening to radio. I I tell kids all the time when I go do talks about finding your passion and pursuing that career. Yeah, I grew up listening to radio. I used to call into every show prank call shows and just get on like hearing your voice on the radio is cool right so find your passion and chase your dream all that good stuff but when in college in the summer when i would you know like in the summer you'd stay awake till 5 a.m 4 a.m whatever doing nothing playing games or watching tv shows my some of my favorite radio memories listening participating with shows were the overnight shows so when you were on that overnight show i was like man there's going to be somebody out there that knows your name. You might not be the most popular person, but there's somebody in the overnights, diehards that know you, and that is cooler than anything a normal hour show has. Yeah, it was really interesting, like, doing that that overnight show with Matt Harrow. Like, doing a show, also, doing a show that late gives you more liberties to just talk about random bullshit. Mm-hmm. And by that third hour, we were literally just doing random bullshit, like, Talking about our relationships and Phil's relationships and just stuff like that. Like no one, no one from the company is listening that nope. late. Like everyone's everyone's asleep, and we'd get in like getting interaction from people on Twitter about that was always hilarious. It's just like, at my age, it still it still it still throws me off guard sometimes when I real realize that I realize or find out that people are listening to me and people care about what I have to say. 
it's it's uh it still throws me off sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. I uh I used to listen to Fox Sports Radio and uh Looney and JT the Brick. So I would start <laughs> so I would like watch Sports Center at ten o'clock. Yeah. And then I that would just stay on all night. Ten o'clock to about eleven o'clock Sports Center. Eleven to one AM on ESPN Classic was cheap seats with these Sklar brothers. I would watch that. And then I would go to um overnights with man i forgot the dude's name and i feel so bad about this but i used to listen to this guy till like four in the morning Jeez. and it was like my favorite show yeah because it was an overnight show and you know the audience as you mentioned like they the guys that are listening they're diehards and you're talking to those people only. specifically yeah specifically to those you know whatever thousands of people or hundreds or 10 guys whatever it is so it's a different it's a different environment man For sure. overnights was so like I grew up listening to overnights and I loved it. And then I got into uh um Coast to Coast, which is Art Bell. Um and it's like more conspiracy theories and all that <laughs> stuff. So I got into that. But yeah, overnight radio is a is a is a different beast, man. Definitely. And Very different. I didn't hate it. I hated going to sleep at six AM. Yeah, that sucks. But but doing the show and part of it is the fact that I was working with, with Matt who really gave me the liberties to to in some some instances, pretty much co-host. So part of I didn't hate doing it. I hated being awake till six a.m. Yeah, and that's not fun. Not, not getting much sleep. That, that that's the part I hated. All right, so that's the radio update, everyone. Uh, if you ever have questions, you can tweet me at the underscore Raheel. And again, spread the podcast, subscribe, rate, and share it. Please share it. We're trying to grow this bad boy season two. Okay, so last month I went to. Mexico's second best kept secret, Cabo. Oh, really? Yeah. Not that it? I've never heard of that. Exactly. Nobody knows about it. It's really low key. It's oh. really, you got to, like, if you don't, if you never heard the name, you don't even know where it is on the map. Like, mm. that's how hard it is to get there. Two and a half hour flight is the best. I went to Cancun last year and I loved it. So we never went to Mexico. Really? For, yeah. We never went to Cancun or Cabo or anything like that. So now, like I'm in a position, and my wife, we're in a position where you know we can go do these things. It's really nice. It's really nice to be able to do that, right? And like I'm yeah. thankful for that. Um, it's not money bags. She paid for it. <laughs> it's <was laughs> my father. Yeah, it was my Father's Day gift. Oh, I'm nice. Like, That's sweet. No, it sucks. It's bullshit. Why? Because now Mother's Day gift has to top that. Does it though? Yes. I guess. There's always a competition, Jose. Really? Always. Yes. See, no matter what shit. your woman says, like, no, this, I love, I'm giving it to you. Get her some socks or some shit. Get Yo, her a pair of Stan socks. No, there's no way. I tried that before. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think she'd be happy with a pair of Stan socks? No. Shit. I mean, she'll be, like, fake happy and, like, yeah, I like this. So this Mother's Day, what I do, I was like, oh, yeah. Was it Mother's Day or which, which present was it? Yeah, it was Mother's Day. I was like, go to the store. Just pick what you want. I'll just buy it for you. Let's just make it easy. Yeah. Right, and so she didn't like that or what? No, she liked it because oh, right. she got a great gift out of it. But I'm sure inside she's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> How about a little effort, huh? A little effort would be nice." So next year I have to do a trip. Oh god! Because the bar has been raised. You got to take her to. Uh... Shit. We've done Cancun, Cabo, maybe uh, Puerto Vallarta. The third best kept secret. The third best kept secret mm. in Mexico. Uh, so we went to Cabo, and it's. It's always fascinating to me going somewhere that's quote unquote international, but yeah. it's really not because not really. it's like America. Okay. I mean, it is America mm-hmm. because of all the business interests of all the people that have bought land there and all that stuff. 
so I have some observations from there that were really fascinating to me. Cabo's badass, obviously, okay? But as soon as you step off the plane, you are getting hounded by timeshares. Like, people really? just want to sell you timeshares. That's oh, the biggest God, thing there. annoying. And they'll just... Like, so we had everything reserved. Every, the, the transportation from the airport to the, our hotel, everything was set. But from walking from the gate to the actual bus area, like the pickup area, yeah, there are people that would be like, oh, who are you with? Oh, you're with this group? Oh, yeah, we have to check you in. And when they check you in, they sell you on shit. You don't even have to check in with them. Then you get done with them. The There's another group outside waiting. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have to do our final check-in. And then they try to sell you on shit. And then you get to the actual area where you go, hey, guys, I'm, uh, they checked me in already. They go, no, those are the timeshare people. We're going to check you in. And that is the legit check-in. They're like, okay, yeah, your bus is right here. Jesus. It's the worst, okay? So there's that whole angle of it. And I'm in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, if there is a good timeshare out there, I'll, I'll listen. <laughs> I'll listen. I kind of want to be here all the time. Um, but at these resorts, the class warfare that goes on between the nationals yeah. The, the Mexicans, it's fucking unreal. It is the craziest. So obviously you've got a lot of locals that work at these resorts, right? It's all locals. Yeah. Within that subgroup, though, if you don't speak English, you're looked up, you're looked down upon within that group. So really? if you, you 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 can speak Spanish, right? Yeah, I speak both fluently. You would make a killing in Cabo as a tour guide, as mm-hmm. a somebody that just works on the resort or whatever, but the guys like you that speak both English and Spanish, there were many times where if you were just a cleaner and you didn't speak fluently English or fluent English, man, they would judge those people and it was like they're beneath them. It was so crazy to see. And that happens everywhere. Yeah. Right? That happens everywhere because you, you have a better job or you're in a better position. But it was just because like the the people that didn't speak English were super nice. We we would try talking to them, yeah. you know, and like just you know just saying hi to them, how's your day, something small. And then somebody that is fluent will walk by, and the other person would like panic and run because they oh didn't want to get. Goodness, it is bad. sad to see, man. So that was one of my observations of the class warfare within just that community, and it's not like the guys that were and guys and women, guys using everyone. The ones that were bilingual, it's not like they were. You know, I mean, like they're doing well for themselves, but I don't like they're not the one percent. No, they're definitely not. Right? Like, there's no way. Everything depends on tourism, but even amongst them, I'm like, man, this is kind of shitty. I feel like everyone should be in this together, where like it's okay. There was one, so we were at dinner, and who is it? It's Joel. Oh, that's fine. Being distracting. Um, Joel Blank. You can listen to Usual Suspects, Joel Blank Show. There was one instance where we were at a restaurant and there was a lady that was just trying to get in and clean something. And the the person that was the the waiter that was talking was in who was both in English almost was like, shoe off, lady. Really? And I was like, dude, what? Like, just relax. She's trying to do her job. Re- trying to do her job. It's not a big deal. But yeah, that was one of the things that pissed me off. It's like, interesting what? because like when whenever I haven't gone to Mexico since the summer before my senior year in high mm-hmm. school, so that's 2011, like, they they view us differently, being, like, the... I'm, I'm, I was born here in America. Obviously, my, par- my parents were born in Mexico. And so whenever I would go, mm-hmm. 
I can't hear it, but they can hear my American accent whenever I sp- yeah. speak Spanish. And I remember being really young, and my dad always telling me, don't tell them you're from America. And I, that would, like, confuse me growing up. But, like, if they find out you're American, they'll try to upcharge you on shit, like, oh, even yeah. at, like, a at like a corner store. They it's do that insane. for sure. And I remember an instance when we were little, because whenever we would go to Mexico, my whole family would go, all of my cousins, my aunts, and my uncles. I remember there was a fair, and they tried to blame my little cousin for a trampoline breaking and because the guy had heard my little cousin talking in English. Oh. And the guy chased us down, and he was like, that little boy broke my trampoline. And my cousin, he was from Mexico, he was like, no, he didn't. He didn't even get on the trampolines. He's like, no, y- yes, it was. It was a little kid speaking English, and he speaks English. He broke my trampoline. And my cousin basically like cussed him out. He was like, "Get the fuck out of here! We didn't even get on your stupid trampolines." And yeah. that he kind of backed off after that. But just stuff like that used to piss me the hell off. Yeah, up. they they are, and I understand it now. Like when I take a step back, because I'm like you. When I went back to Pakistan, I was I was born in Pakistan. I was born in Karachi. Yeah, and I moved here when I was five. But I consider myself a Texan. Okay, that's and I had this conversation with Shri, who's the guy that's running for Congress for District yeah. 22. He's also of uh, Asian, South Asian descent. Um, when I went back, when I was in college to Pakistan, I had that same attitude. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, this is unreal. Like, and it's the same treatment. Yeah. If they hear that English accent, people try to get over on you because you have more money, right? Right. And they're just trying to make it. So back then, I was like, man, fuck this. I hate this place. It's so stupid. As I've gotten older, and I, and I went back a couple years ago, there was a sense of, like when we're out shopping and somebody, somebody's like, hey, we're going to charge you this much. And I'm thinking, is it worth even like haggling with them, trying yeah. to get it down like two bucks? What does $2 mean to me? $2 could mean so much to them. The upcharge stuff. And then also the whole, you know, like when you come into somebody's somebody's country and place and you, there is a sense of entitlement where like, oh, I'm American. Yeah. That probably gets old to them also. They're like, what the fuck is this, right? Yeah. Um. So I've learned, like I try, I will, I will bargain down a little bit, but usually I'm like, okay, if I can save two bucks, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll just, you know what? Yes, this is good. So I've, I've learned to do that less of trying to get over on people over there and just understanding that they're probably, you know what? They probably need that. They probably need no, a yeah. little bit more. It's, it sounds so shitty to say out loud that, oh, I'm making, look, it's like I'm sounding like I'm Mother Teresa or something. But it's just one of those little things that I've learned to get over. I'm like, okay, who get, or get over. It's that, all right, I'm not going to bargain down. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's not, obviously, the, that's not the reason I haven't gone back. It's more like family stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was, that was a lesson that was taught to me very young. And I, I frankly, I do miss it. Like, those those towns are just so beautiful. Like they're so intimate. Like everyone knows everyone. Like if I remember like being little and just getting recognized by, by someone else, like someone I don't even know, like, Oh, you're, you're that partita kid. Right. Mm. I was like, Oh yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm, I used to be your dad's friend in high school. Yeah. Yada, yada. I was like, what the fuck? Like everyone knows everyone. Isn't that crazy? That it is. And it's gotta be so surreal for those people. To see somebody 20 years later, 10 years later, yeah. five years later even. Uh, that's the same thing. When I went back, uh, so when we went to where our prayers are, and I'm just walking around, yeah. and my uncle and my aunt, they're, you know, because my parents didn't come with me this time around. It was just me, my wife, and, and uh, my daughter, and she was a year old. 
So we're walking around and they're introducing us to people and they're like, I, you know, I remember when you were, you know, five or four yeah. when you guys moved. I can't even imagine what that feeling is like to see somebody that you haven't seen in 30 years. Yeah. That's, that's a insane. that's a either. mind fuck, man. Especially in 2018 or 2016 when I went back or because now with technology, like it's not like the old days, right? But it still is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I can't imagine that either. Like, man, I remember when you were, you know, just five or ten. That's man. And, and and I think about some of my friends from middle school that I don't keep in touch with or I can't find them or I forgot yeah. their name, but I know I remember that face and whatnot. What would it be like to run into them today? Damn, that's and that's crazy. And that's something I every once in a while I think of now that I'm six six years now removed from high school. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's been that long, but uh, I I think about that often too. Like the people I haven't seen since I got out of high school, like the people I was close with in high school. And damn, dude, I can't fucking imagine. Mm-hmm. It's uh, even though we have social media and like I keep up with all my friends through that, but. I don't see my friend, like my close friends. My best friend lives in Dubai. So I haven't seen him in, gosh, almost a year now, two wow. years. Like, it, it, you know, because we're not going over there that much. They, it's hard for them to come here a lot. So it's tough, right? And it's just one of those things where, man, we're like, we're all close, but we're so far still. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a mind fuck sometimes. It's part of growing up, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't get That's to see. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> my, my other best friend, he lives 10 minutes from me. And we met, we went a month without seeing each other. Wow. Yeah, it's it's just time, schedules. You get tired at the end of the day. You just don't want to do anything. You just want to stay at home and, you know, just be a bum sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so it is it, it is harder. But, man, that excited. Like, I can't wait to do that also where 20 years from now, one of my kids, you know, one of my friend's kids is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, this is my dad. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I remember when you were just born, right? So it's it, it's cool. It's part of growing up, you're right. The other thing from uh, Mexico, some uh, notes and observations, and, and this speaks to what we're talking about right now. We are literally connected at all times. Yo, I'm on a fucking boat in the ocean. Okay, we're in the specific ocean, as some yeah. people like to call it. We're in the Pacific, and I'm on Twitter, and like <laughs> I can update on Twitter, and I'm catching Wi-Fi. So we did like a, a coast. Yeah. Uh, we did like a, a periscope. Uh, I I did it in Cancun. I'm not. <laughs> I did a periscope when I was in Cancun. Yeah, we're on a boat going out to like some reefs, uh, snorkel, and I'm getting fucking 4G LTE. <laughs> it's the wildest thing ever, man. Where where yeah. you're connected at all times. There is no escape now. Like unless you turn your phone off. Good luck with that. Um, there is no escape. And I'm just like, we're on this cruise. We're, we're not a cruise. It's like a little uh, tour, boat tour. Yeah. And my phone is like getting notifications. I'm getting text messages. I'm getting, you know, tweets. And, I, and of course I have to check because I'm on an ocean. Yeah. Like, why not? That's pretty cool. But we, uh, we were in front of our hotel, which is probably half a mile away. You can see it from the, uh, cause it's on the, it's on the, on the beach. Right. Yeah. And this, cruise started from what 10 miles away or whatever and eventually comes up the coast and there's our hotel and my phone auto connects to the wi-fi from the hotel i'm like what the yeah. fuck is this man literally there's no point where you're not connected anymore even on vacation everyone and everyone says it like i'm gonna put my phone up i'm gonna put my phone up no nobody does yeah it's hard not to and it's also it's entertaining 
I mean, that's what that's what it is. And uh, oftentimes, when when I look at, through my settings on my iPhone, and <laughs> like half of the half of my time on my iPhone is spent on Twitter. Let's do it right now. Open up yours. Let's go to uh, on screen time. We can do that. I want to see what I think mine is Twitter number one. And it's is it what, what is it? Where's so it under again? It's uh, I think display. No, no, no. General. What is it under? Is it battery? You can see what. Yeah. The, yeah. I think it's under battery. OK, so let's go battery. Battery usage. Yeah. Battery it. usage. There you go. And let's do last seven days. OK. Last seven days. Mine, oh, okay. Jesus Christ. 35% of my time was on Twitter. Or 35, okay. And here are the stats. Okay, this is fucked up. Calculate this real quickly. Uh, okay, I'll do it too. We have 24 hours in a day times seven. Okay? Right, 24 times seven. So 168 hours. Right. We're dealing with 168 hours, both of us. Here are my results. Twitter, 11 hours on screen that means actually using twitter 11 hours of the 168 so do this cal get Mine's your calculator worth. out get your calculator out real All quickly right. and i'll do yours because i'm fascinated by this now this All is right. so what? okay so the last seven days so we have 168 hours to play with yeah so take 168 minus 11 all right all right instagram was 3.7 let's round up to four minus four uh, Snapchat, two hours. Uh-huh. Uh, Google Chrome, one and a half. So let's go two hours. Okay, so those are the big ones. Ways and all that doesn't matter, honestly, because yeah, it's like you're actually using it. Messages, one and one, 1. 1.8 hours on the screen. So let's go two hours on that. All right. What am I left with? 147 hours. Okay, so I have 147 hours of free time. Minus that for the workday. So let me see what my work day five. Hold on. Let me see nine. Okay. Da, 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 four. So minus what? 35 hours roughly. We can do a clean 40. Let's yeah. go clean 40. That leaves you 107. That's crazy. <laughs> Mine's worse, dude. All right. Let's do yours real quickly. So all that time wasted on the phone. Although it's not, I don't call it wasted because I, I do enjoy it. Okay. I do enjoy all right, so let's go 24 times. Seven, you got 168. Let me hear yours. 18.5 hours on Twitter. And let's go 19. 19. So minus 19 hours. 12 on messages. 12 on 12 hours on messages. I'm in a bunch of group chats. Shit. <laughs> and okay. that uh, Facebook, four hours. Damn. Safari, two hours. Okay. Uh, mail, one hour. Okay. And then the other... Wait, uh, the ESPN 97.5 app, 2.3 hours. You leave it on and... I don't know. I don't okay. know why it's giving me that much. Dang, you got 127 hours left. Uh, Two hours on music. And One then every, everything else is just random shit. I don't, yeah. Twitter's the only social media I use and Facebook, obviously. So 125 hours. Yeah. Of the 168, that's 40 plus hours. That's a, that's a job. Yeah. I mean, it is. Hell yeah. That's and, a job. A second job right there that we spend on social media and just on our phones. Yeah. That is wild. I'm on Twitter. Holy shit. I feel like shit now, don't you? Yeah. I feel like shit right I now. I need to get off Twitter for a little Damn, bit. Damn, so that's 11, 14, 16, 18, 18 hours for me, almost 40 for you. Jesus. Closer Christ. to 30 something. Yeah. Fuck. Always connected. 
Yeah. Always connected. Um, the other thing that I noticed, are Americans entitled? Yes, we are. Yeah. Absolutely. There's oh, no yeah. denying that, right? Hell yeah. But are we entitled? Like, do we are we so entitled that we feel like we're owed vacations? Because here's what I noticed. I thought it was just going to be all Americans in Cabo. That's not the case. There are a lot of locals and nationals that, hey, they also go on vacation. Like when I go to Galveston, I go to Galveston, right? Yeah. So Mexicans also go to Cabo. Right. I didn't think that would be a big – because yeah. here, here's my stereotypes of Mexico. Everyone's poor. All right? Like it's a yeah. shitty way no, of thinking fair, about – It's a fair right? stereotype though, yeah. Right? Like there are a lot of poor people though. there. Yeah, there is. So – Having, like, going there, noticing, like, oh, wow, there's a lot of people there that are just, hey, I'm just, this is my country, by the way. Yeah. I'm enjoying my country while you are over here. Uh, they're all smiling. They're all happy. They're like, we're on vacation. This is so much fun. Yeah. Enjoying every minute. Americans, it's like they were doing a chore. Like, oh, fuck, I have to be here. This sucks. It's so crazy to see that. Yeah. And I'm not talking about kids. Grown-ass people. Grown-ass grown people adults. that don't realize how lucky you are that you get a chance to take a vacation and be in a cool place. you get paid like, for take that damn vacation. Yes. We're getting paid. You're right. Like, I made money taking a vacation. Yeah. I, every time my wife is like, hey, well, should we spend? I'm like, hey, we get we're paid. getting paid for this, by the way. Yeah. We're getting paid for this. But Americans, man, there was... And it was, uh, so I want to give examples because I don't want to generalize too much. But it was mostly women, young women, I would say under 40 years old. People my age group, I would guess. Yeah. Our, our age, your age, my age, all that. Older ones, they don't care. Like, they, they're just having fun, right? Yeah. They're, like, enjoying it. Um, but it was younger people, and they wouldn't smile at anybody. They're just bitchy all the time. Yeah. Two girls from Jersey, and I'm like, y'all are from fucking Jersey. <laughs> this is this. You're not this, gonna get better than this. Yeah, you don't see anything like this every day. You, like, just relax, smile, have yeah. some fun, talk to people, get to know some other people. I know you're never gonna talk to them again, but you can say, "Hey, how are you?" And yeah. not just go like act like people don't exist. It is the worst feeling, and I, people notice it too. And they're just like, "What the fuck, man? Yeah, what are you doing? Smile, enjoy it." That was one of the things that ticked me off. I And I was like, guys, like I wanted to be like, hey, you don't understand. I don't want to be that old guy here. Yeah. But I do want to let you know that you should appreciate this a little bit more. I know somebody else, maybe your parents paid for it. Maybe you paid for it. I don't know. But you're pretty lucky. Yeah. Man. That's, uh, that's interesting you say that because I didn't think of that either. I just assumed you were surrounded by a bunch of white people. Right. It, it, it wasn't the case. We yeah. had plenty of people that were... That's awesome. Like all the the excursions we did, we had a, I would say like a handful were from Los Angeles. Yeah. And they all spoke fluent Spanish. So I didn't even know they were from Los Angeles. Um but yeah, it was a lot of just Mexican nationals. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see. Um and I I was like you going in, I'm thinking it's just going to be America. It's not. It's not. It was fun. Uh so those are some just observations that I noticed. I'm like, god, Americans. Did you wander can, off from the outside of the resort? No, we didn't. So our resort was really... I imagine it's huge, right? It was huge, yeah. I mean, this is... There was a hotel. There's a timeshare part of it, condos. It's yeah. huge. I mean, we didn't even walk the whole property because it's that big. Uh, we mainly spent all our time by the pool and, and, and the beach, even though there wasn't much of a beach because the waves are different over there. It's water's colder. It's more rocky. 
Uh, I did go surfing. I got my ass kicked. Oh, okay. let me tell you about surfing. So my whole thing, okay, I consider myself to be a good athlete. Right. If you give me a sport. Everyone considers themselves to be a good athlete. Right, yeah, we all do. Like I'm, uh, I like I playing basketball. I still think I could make it as a slot receiver in the league. I think you could. NFL. I think you could. I think you could. You'd be really good as a slot receiver, <laughs> a five-six receiver. Yeah. Um, but if so you like, when I play soccer, I don't play soccer a lot. Yeah. But well, when I do, in the World Cup, you did. Yeah, that wasn't me. That was Carlos Vela. Oh. People thought that was me. I'll tell you that story next. So, if I go play soccer and I haven't played in a while, but you give me about thirty minutes, I'll get adjusted. I'll be okay. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Uh, any sport, I'll figure it out. Golf, you give me give me an hour and I'll figure it out. I won't be good, but I'll I'll be okay. Yeah, I'll learn it. I'll understand it. I can I can figure something out. I'll make it work. So, I've always wanted to surf, and I've never had a chance to go surfing for whatever reason. I finally had a chance in Cabo, and I was excited. There's a really cool place called Costa Azul, the Blue Coast, and. They have some of the best waves, period. And it's really good for beginners, expert, all that. So I, I took a lesson. And my mindset, I told one of my friends that I'm going to go there. I'm going to get up, surf, get discovered by somebody, and be <laughs> a natural at this. And, like, I will become a professional surfer because I was that confident yeah. that I could do it because I'm, I, I, I'm an athlete. I can figure this out. That was the ultimate heat check. Oh, yeah? It fucking sucks. <laughs> I didn't get up on one wave. <laughs> I made it up to my knees one time. Yeah. And coasted for like three seconds before I just ate shit. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And that's with a guide. I had a guy like helping me, pushing me off and like yeah. helping me understand this. It was the worst fucking thing ever. I and I loved it. I can't imagine doing that, man. It was I so would, much I, fun. I know I wouldn't be good at that shit. All I wanted to do was surf the whole time. Did because, you, but you never got on your feet. Before I never, you got on no. your feet, you fell? You would fall every oh, yeah, time? Yeah. Oh, no. so here's, here's what happens. The wave is behind you. So you, I think we've all seen it, right, on yeah. TV shows where people are on the beach and they're working on their, you know, they're paddling, yeah. fake paddling in the sand and stand up. And the instructor goes, that's it. You just stand up, pop up. What they don't tell you is that when you're on solid ground, your board doesn't move. Yeah. When you're in the fucking water... And there's a wave coming. Good luck trying to pop up if you haven't done it before. Yeah. And then also the just the constant paddling. My shoulders were on fire. I bet. I didn't get tired, but I did get exhausted because of my shoulders. Like, I could have done it all day, but my instructor was like, all right, we got to go. You only paid for two hours. <laughs> um, but just trying to get up on the board, dude, is the hardest thing ever because you got the wave. You're trying to time it. By the time you get up, the board is all, you know, moving. If you don't have that balance, yeah. you're fucked. But uh, it was so much fun. And I'm glad we don't live in California because all I would do after work is go surf. <laughs> like, if you told me Galveston is, what, an hour away from us? Yeah. And I got done at work and I had my surfboard with me, I'm going to Galveston. <laughs> it's that addicting. Really? Yeah, it's so much fun. And I wasn't good at it. I didn't become a professional surfer. Nobody discovered me. On to the next pipe dream. Yeah. There was a teenage girl. Oh, no. That was just dominating. And I looked at her and I said, she can do it. I can't. <laughs> she can do this and I can't. And I asked my instructor, I was like, is she a professional or something? And he knew her. He goes, no, she just grew up surfing. It's no, just something it's you learn. first lesson, too. Yeah, it's her first. Oh, I looked out for first lesson, people. I was looking out. I was like, let me see. Am I the only one having issues with this? Everyone was having issues. So I felt okay. I felt good. 
what else do I have to tell you about the Carlos Vela? Carlo, yeah, Carlos Vela. So if you haven't heard by now or seen on my Twitter, the running gag is that I look like Carlos Vela. I look like Riz Ahmed, all these people. Yeah. That, that Okay, Carlos Vela does. I, I do get that one. And then I also had my stupid undercut, so I look like <laughs> I look like a soccer player yeah. too. I have my headband in, and I'm walking around, and literally every Mexican fan, like they had yeah. their jerseys on, they were all doing double takes. <laughs> There's no reason they were looking at me because yeah. I'm just a guy at the resort. There are other there are other Indian Pakistani families, so it wasn't yeah, it a wasn't that. it wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't like oh we've never seen one of those people here. It was legit because I look like them. Every single time. And it is so awkward because they are like, is that? You should have worn a, Mex- a Carlos Vela jersey. I was thinking about doing that and then. Should have gone to town to, to a flea market. And oh, yeah. To- they're everywhere, town. right? Yeah. Um, and, and Mexico was playing one of the days I was there. Yeah. Which there's a lot of fake fans in Mexico, by the way. Everyone's wearing imagine. their jerseys. We're at breakfast and the game is going on. I'm like, why are you not watching the game? If you love your country so much, if you love this team yeah. enough to wear a jersey, you should not be here right now. You should be watching the match. Um, and they got their ass kicked. That was the, um, the Sweden well, the game, I would imagine. Sweden game, the final one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the IKEA game. <laughs> yeah, they played IKEA and got their ass kicked. <clears throat> Everyone there, especially the two days before, because you're like, hey, he could be here. I guess he, maybe he came to Cabo and left Russia to Cabo. I don't know, but yeah, I did get that a lot. The yeah, stairs were unnecessary. Yeah. Like my wife was like, why is everyone staring at us? Because I look like Carlos. Yeah, so that was it. So you guys were right. Uh, I, other I things. Think they, uh, I saw someone on Twitter. You did a comparison, right? Like mm-hmm. a face scan. It was an eighty-six percent match. It was <laughs> unreal, and I and that was my biggest fear. So when I did that, there's a gonna be which soccer player do you look like? Yeah. Right away, boop boop boop. I thought it was gonna be somebody from uh, uh, Iran, Iraq, nope. or one of those teams. No, Carlos no. Vela. It was yeah, Carlos Vela. Was Iraq in it? No, it was Iran that was in it. It right? was Iran, yeah. Iran, uh, Iran that was in it. Uh, okay, so that's all my Mexico stuff. World Cup recap from you, Jose. Do you have anything? Uh I mean, I, I, I loved it. I, there's a debate going around on whether or not it was the best World Cup ever. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I, I'm 24. I haven't seen every World Cup. My first World Cup was tw- 2002, and I think it certainly was the best World Cup since 2002. So. I enjoyed it. I wrote about on Sports Map. I wrote about just how heartbreaking the World Cup was, and how despite that, everyone loves the World Cup, mm-hmm. and it's the best sport. It's the best tournament in sports, and I think I think this one lived up to to everything we expected it to. Uh, France was a worthy champion. France is France is ridiculous. The amount of players that they left off off could field another team. Which really, is, which is Damn. really scary. Yeah, three of the four four finalists. Uh, France, Belgium, and and England are going through these generational type of these golden generations in soccer, so they're going to be relevant for a while. Uh, I loved it. I I'm going to miss this format of 32 teams. It's going to change. I think come the World Cup here in the United States. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the one in Qatar. I don't know if you've seen. They're yeah. moving it to November. So it's November through December now, yeah. right? So during football They're season. They're going to have to stop football season for it, pretty much. That's um, That will be interting, though, because if Team USA is in it, if everything goes according to plan and you've got yeah. guys that are going to be hitting their peaks in that uh, in that World Cup 
uh, specifically, uh, why am I? Christian Pulisic? Yeah. Pop that uh, Pulisic. If he's hitting his stride and, like, he's entering his prime four years from now, yeah. it's going to be on, like, in terms of fandom. Yeah, I think this is this is going to ultimately be a blessing in disguise for the U.S. because it, it was a reality check that, frankly, Mexico needs as well. Mexico is going, uh, is going to go through a generational gap uh, these upcoming years, and they're going to have to go young. Otherwise, they're going to have. They're, I think they're going to face a similar situation to what United States just faced, relying on players that had no business being there, not giving the, these younger players a shot, mm-hmm. and look what it got them. I think Mexico could be could be seeing that these next four years if they don't start pushing these young guys. Uh, one last thing on the World Cup. You, you mentioned it's the best tournament ever, and I agree with you. It's when you have to like put yourself in that in that athlete's shoe, shoes. Every other sport, you get one, you get a chance, right? Your team might not be the best going in, but you have a chance. Like yeah. when this upcoming NFL season starts, you are the best. You have a chance to win it all. Yeah. Okay, there is a slight, it could be a small chance, small percentage, but you have a chance. If you don't win this year, guess what happens next year? You have that chance again. Mm-hmm. The World Cup is, to me, the best tournament because it's not a once-a-year thing, right? It's obviously it's every a once, four, yeah. once every four. So that pressure is magnified times four. The country, the love for your country then on top of that, it's unreal like what you represent. Yeah. Okay, so being in a World Cup country, obviously here, when in 2000, um, 2012, and was it 2012? No, sorry, why am I blanking? 2014. 2014, Which right? game are you referring to? When when they were pretty decent uh, yeah. for, for USA. Mm-hmm. They were decent. They got to the knockout group against, was Belgium. it Belgium? Belgium was the ones that knocked them out. That Tim Howard game. That was one of those, like, everyone's, Everyone's wearing your colors. Like yeah. people are into it. Mexico, when I'm there, people are. Everyone is represented. Everyone's watching it. Yeah. So you got that pressure on top of it. The pressure of like this is it. One game, the opening game could ruin your whole bracket, yeah. right? If you don't win that one, you're more than likely out. You're not getting. You're not moving on. So then it comes down to one game. Shit, ask Mex- ask, ask Mexico. They beat Germany in that first game. Mm-hmm. If they don't do that. They don't. And they, Germany's they out. Get through and Germany. Yeah. yeah, Germany turned out to be really shitty. But that was a big, that was a huge win for Mexico. So just that pressure alone yeah. makes it the best. Absolutely, just get shit. Just getting there alone is hard. Yeah, because it, you have to qualify through so many matches. Yeah, and it takes like two years to it qualify. It takes two years. It's a two-year qualify. Yeah. Um. So that alone, like, man, it's just, I, I can't even imagine that that pressure that you have yeah. because that's it. And for a lot of guys, you might not make the team again. Yeah. So it's and it's shit, fascinating. Country, this could be your country's only chance to get in. Um. So yeah, that 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 was like one of those things. I just started went, going down that because like when, when you play in leagues and all that, like I I guess what if I lose in a playoff in a league, I have one coming up in like two months. Yeah, like you always got this chance. You always have this. But man, for that athlete, this is your only chance, or this is the best year that you could win it all. Unreal pressure. Yeah. All absolutely. right. So um, some other things real quickly, man. I don't even know how long we've gone. It's been fun. Uh, I, hold on, I gotta. Find my find my notes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Okay, Josh Hader, real quickly. For those of you don't, that don't know about this kid, he's not a kid anymore. He's a 24-year-old yeah. uh, relief pitcher for the Brewers. I've never even heard his name. I'll be honest with you. I don't know who the kid is. But he became a story during the MLB All-Star game 
like we do with a lot of people that have a national spotlight for whatever reason. People go and find old tweets yeah. from high school, from college, or whatever it may be. And there, there could be some damning stuff. So somebody found old tweets of this kid's uh, high school years when he was 17. Yeah. He tweeted some inappropriate things, whether it be rap lyrics, his thoughts. Uh, I know one of the tweets specifically said, I hate gays. Yeah. Like stuff like that. You're 17 year old kid. Okay. It's not excusing his behavior. It's not making an excuse for the kid right now. One of the things that I'm getting caught up on and I'm in a discussion with another, with another guy where he did something when he was 17 and he's still paying the price for it. Right. Like he can't vote. He, you know, it says on his record that he did this. Right. So my thing with, you know, like, I get that. I feel for that guy. I, yeah. I, You know, like you made a mistake. I don't know what that mistake was. I haven't asked him. I don't care. But it's obvious that he made a mistake that was punishable by law. Right. This kid, this kid Josh Hader, did nothing illegal. He didn't make any threats. He didn't. He, he said some dumb stuff. Yeah. It's horrible, right? Like you shouldn't be saying that stuff. I get it. But also... Working with high school kids, knowing high school kids, talking to people still, like being out there, and I still get involved in the community. Kids say dumb shit still. It hasn't changed. 2018 hasn't changed that. Because when I was 17, 16, 18, hell, when I was in college, I was saying some dumb stuff. And I'm just happy that I never tweeted stuff out. Yeah. Regarding. I might have. So if you guys find some shit on me, please please don't spread it. I like my job. What I'm having an issue with is there's a portion of Twitter, there's a portion of the new social mob that wants some kind of punishment for the kid. Yeah. So how do we punish somebody for something they did that wasn't illegal, but it is wrong? Like, we can all agree some of the things that he tweeted, and you can find all the tweets online, they're wrong. Yeah. How do you punish him, though? So do you punish him like he's a seven... Because... It, it, so the other argument that, that I had with this guy, it was an argument. Another point he brought up was we punish 17-year-olds for a lot worse things. Right. Agreed. But yeah. are we punishing them because they're doing something illegal that is against the law? Or are we punishing them regarding something that's not illegal, but yeah. it is a learning moment? This is the latter, right? This is a learning moment for a kid. Like, dude, you cannot be saying this. Yeah. It's not right. Here's when you say these things, there are people that are impacted by this. Yeah, I don't think you can expect the MLB to suspend him. No, that doesn't that it doesn't make that's so I play. I, see that, and that's that's where that's where it opens up Pandora's box. Is yeah. okay. Let's do let, let's let's play the game of let's suspend the kid or let's play a punishment. Let's do a punishment for the kid. And I'm Josh Hader, and I go, all right, you're gonna punish me. You're Rob Manford. Or you're uh, the Brewers. Right. I'm going to plead my case. I was 17. Okay? So let's punish me like I was a 17-year-old. What are you going to do? Who would punish that kid when he was 17? His parents. His parents? <laughs> his, his principal. The high school probably yeah. steps in. Right. right? I, I don't know. I, I more, than, more than likely, he's a star baseball player at the high yeah, school. So he was drafted out of high school. They wouldn't do anything. Yeah. <clears throat> They, I, I don't know what they would do, but they would do something, in my opinion, because he is a baseball player. 
I think in high school, if you're an athlete, you do get you do get some punishment. It's not like I know the football stuff where yeah. in Texas, like, hey, you know, let's hey, he's a football player. But you are under a you are under a microscope. Like if it breaks that your star baseball player is tweeting stuff like this, it becomes a big story. School has to do something. Okay, so here's the punishment then. Do we punish him like we're the high school then? Does he get sensitivity training? That's what MLB's yeah, giving him. MLB, I don't know what else the MLB could have done. What could the school have done? They suspend him for a week. Do they tell yeah. him to sit out the rest of the baseball season? No, hell no. They wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't have done that, right? Probably, yeah, probably suspend him for a couple of days. So from school. how do you hold somebody accountable for something that's not illegal? And it's not fair because I get it. You know, kids get in trouble for dumber things than yeah. this. But what is that? What what is accountability at this point? Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, mind-boggling to me. It's a really tough situation, and you I don't know what you can't you can't prove he still thinks that way. You can't prove he doesn't yep. think that way. There's so many factors. Sure, and, and I told and I told that guy I'm like, hey, I when stuff like this and this happens all the time. For those yeah. of you that aren't in the sports, this happened to Josh Allen, quarterback yeah. coming out. There's some song tweets that come up, song lyrics, and. It's become this new thing where if you get and I, this is one of my 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 theories is do don't ever go viral yeah. because people will find shit about you that you don't even know that's out there. Don't ever go viral. But this happens a lot more now. Right. <clears throat> what is the punishment? Okay, do we go back retroactively? Do we suspend the kid for that? I don't know. I don't think that's the right thing to do. What, or and it sucks. But here's the truth: sometimes people in better positions than you get away with shit. More often than not. Yeah. That, uh, like, that's life. Sorry. Yeah. There's no other way to do it. Like, he got away with it because there is nothing. There's no punishment. The other punishment that we can play is, all right, a team doesn't draft him. He was drafted by the Baltimore Oreos. Orioles. Oreos. I like saying Oreos. Orioles. No team drafts him now. Okay. So how do we punish? Do we take his whole career away because he wouldn't have been drafted? How do you hold him accountable? That's drastic, man. That's insane. Right? Yeah. I don't know where I, I don't know where that punishment is. I agree with the guy that like there should be something. Yeah, but, but where, what is it? Where do you draw the line too? Yeah. What's too much? I think sensitivity training is the right thing. Like MLB yeah. is like it's gonna go away. It's not a big deal. Maybe you know, and then the actions. You're right. Like you can say something. It might be in your heart, but what are your actions suggesting? Has he has he ever done anything homophobic? Has he Done something, yeah. Where you go, damn dude, that's illegal. You can't do that. He hasn't. Yeah. So I wanted as far as to. We know he hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, as far as we know, great point. So I wanted to get that off my chest. That was one of the things that was like, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to play through the scenarios. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. I like, don't know what to do with this. I'm thing. I'm a little mad of it about it because it's another situation of of, of this happening. But as you mentioned, this was seven years ago. And people, people definitely change. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I don't know. I don't know if he's changed or if if he hasn't. But people do change. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to re- retroact re- retroactively. Am I saying that right? Retroactively. Retroactively. Yeah. That's the right word. What the fuck? Retroactively punish him for something he did seven years ago. That's and it's it's really hard to draw the line. I don't think they the MLB should have gone as far as suspend him because it doesn't make sense. So let me, here's another one. What if Josh Hader, the pitcher today, tweeted out, I hate gays? That's different. Why? Because he's doing, he's doing it now. He, can't, he doesn't have the excuse of, 
hey, seven, oh, this, I was a child. I didn't know any better. What's the punishment? What was the punishment for Yuli Gurriel? Five games for an insensitive, racially insensitive yeah. gesture. It's a, it's a weird line because, look, you, you can have the freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want. You can anytime say whatever you want. Yeah. You can be a racist asshole. You can be a homophobe. You can do whatever you want. If you have your own business, great. It's your business. I choose not to do business with you. That's your punishment. When you're representing a company, when you're representing a team, an organization, then you will suffer punishment. It's different. Right. It is different at that point. If he tweeted it out today, does MLB punish him? Because I think the it represents would punish him before it even got to the MLB. What, what would the punishment be? I would guess suspension and in the uh, sensitivity training. <laughs> so it would be like, know. see, this is it's it's a weird thing to talk about because we all know it's wrong. Right. To say something like that. But if that's how he feels, that's his right to say Yeah. But it is also the right of the team of Major League Baseball to punish him. So let's say Major League Baseball goes, all right, we'll give you 10 games. You can't say that, dude. Yeah. Now, if I'm, if I'm Chinese, I go, wait, hold on. So it was five games for this. Yeah. 10 games for this? I mean, this dude actually took a, like, he actually did in physically the in the World Series. Physically did something, you know, racially insensitive in, uh, in Yuli Gurriel. It opens up another box. Another box. Yeah. I'm fascinated by this because we're, we have to punish everyone for everything. But now when the punishments are handed out, you're like, what exactly is the That's right enough. punishment? Yeah. yeah. So I, I still can't figure it out, man. I, I don't know what people want in terms of punishment for something that happened seven years ago where it wasn't illegal. If there's something illegal, it's different. Yeah. Right? And then if you go back and you go, all right, here's your punishment, dude. You can't play baseball anymore. Let's just play that game. Yeah. How about the guy that had the child sexual assault case? Yeah, the pitcher. The pitcher from Oregon State. He got to play college baseball still. Yeah. He went undrafted, right? He went undrafted. I don't know if a team will take a chance on him or all that, but he already experienced something that, only what a percent of the population gets to do right. play division one baseball, get a scholarship. That's wild. So what is the line? Right. So that's just one of my thoughts that I had. Yeah. Uh, other things real quickly. DeMar DeRozan traded <clears throat> from the Raptors to the Spurs. And uh, hold on one second. I just got to hold on. Sorry. Sorry. I got to. I stopped because I have to record TV today and my producer is texting me. So I have to do that. Sorry for those of you that are listening. Uh, you can watch my CW39, CW39.com. DeMar DeRozan gets traded. I don't care about the trade, honestly. Like on this podcast, you can yeah. listen to the sports side of it. The one thing I do want to talk about is I never want to hear fans ever complain about players' loyalty, loyalty and players yeah. choosing yes. where they want to play. I yeah. never want to hear it again because DeMar DeRozan did everything right like that is when you when you open up a book and you go hey young athlete this is what we want from you you show DeMar DeRozan works hard good player loves his city he's improved every year every year has gotten better all about the city I mean all in on the franchise ups and downs ready to be a a raptor for life Mm mm-hmm this a is his raptor. dream. Yeah. He said, this is like what I want. This yes. is this. I'm happy here. I love it. I love you guys. You, you've invested in me and I love that. I respect that. I want to, 
I want to pay back. Like I love this city. I love the community around it. Yeah. I, everything you guys want. Yes, I'll do it. Yes. You're not going to trade me. Thank you so much. After the season. And the Raptors are like, well, we have a chance at a sexier you, a better you, one of the best players in the league. So get uh, the fuck out of here. Another part of that that's so fucked up is the uncertainty that comes with Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi bounces a year, you mean a year of Kawhi Leonard was worth more than a life, a career of me? Yeah. That's really fucked up. So at no point do I want to hear, and I've always been pro player. I, yeah. I am all, go get your money. Go do whatever you go want. That go get whatever because at the end of the day, you're still a corp. Like the uh, these teams, I know there's a family unit that comes within right. the the fabric of a team, but it's still a corporation. It's still a business. They will screw you over at any point to help make them money or meet their bottom line. Right. I never want to hear fans say, "Oh man, these players are so selfish." I never want. I never want to hear that because a team will still fuck you over. Yeah. Blake Griffin got screwed over. He wanted to stay a Clipper. Isaiah got screwed over. <clears throat> Isaiah Thomas put everything on the line. Everything. Played a playoff game two days after his sister died? Yep. Played with a hip. Um, I mean, like his hip was literally hanging off. Still played. Sacrificed everything. And they said, yeah, get the fuck out of here. We got Kyrie coming in. Yeah. So pro sports is a motherfucker. I get all that. Um, but I just, for for fans that still argue the team stuff, you're you're just lying to yourself. Yeah, I mean, you're just you're lying to yourself because you would do the same thing. Where as an individual, you look out for you. Players look out for them. Players are assholes sometimes. Teams are assholes. For me though, it's always a, it's always a player. Always to, a player. To me, this just reiterates <clears throat> why I think Durant did the right thing going to the Warriors. Yeah, because <laughs> what? Why would you not have gone to the Warriors? Yeah, why not, man? You, you had already seen. I know the the whole argument is it's his fault they didn't beat the Warriors. It's his fault, and he's a bitch for going to the team that beat him. Okay, he's got two two NBA NBA rings now. He's got a Finals MVP. Yeah. Does he have? Did he win this year? The Final MVP. Yep. I know he won last year. Mm-hmm. Two in a row. That's. And what you think about the guy? Like this is your this is the reason fans. You're the reason why Kevin Durant. <clears throat> why LeBron James, all these guys are quote-unquote ring chasing is because when you talk about legacies, you go, oh, Charles Barkley can't be the greatest. What, what's no the rings. First, what's the first reason that LeBron's not better than Michael? Rings. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's easy as that. This is the honestly. bed that we've made in terms of discussion and what, yeah. like, when, what guys hear because you do hear that. Like when fans go up and like, dude, you don't even have a ring. Charles Barkley hears that all the time. Shit, he hears <clears> it from <throat> his co-worker, Shaq. Yeah, Carl Malone hears it all the time. It does matter, and this is the bed that fans have made, the media has made, and now guys will, like, yeah, I'm going to go get my ring. DeMarcus Cousins, go get your ring. Go. Go be happy. The other thing is go be happy. That's it. The the the, the Cousins, the boogie, the boogie move made me laugh more than anything because it kind of put to bed whatever the hell the Lakers were trying to do, which which I think in part was funny, and because, of, of course, he would fucking get, go for the, for the, for the exception to the mm-hmm. Warriors. Like, of course, like, why did we not see this coming? You know, it's so damn that that day was a funny day to me. Yeah, it really was. Um, all right, so that was uh, like the only sports thing. I, wanted, <laughs> I like we could talk about that all yeah. day because there the hypocrisy in that is just unreal from people. I hate it. Uh, all right, reviews real quickly. Do you have any other, other topics you wanted to get to before I move on? No, not really. We kind of talked about everything I wanted to talk okay, about. Okay, good. All right, I got some reviews for people. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think. I gotta get everything. Okay. Uh, I finally started watching Ballers. Do you watch it on HBO? No, 
Is it is it is it worth the watch? I like it. Yeah, I like it. I is it after I like, like TV? It looks, looks kind of corny. I'm not gonna see, lie. See that? It? I'm with you. I'm a TV snob. Right. All right. I'm like, okay, am I gonna spend hours and hours on Entourage set in the NFL? That's what it is. If oh, you've seen Entourage, yeah, yeah, I you've like, seen Entourage, Entourage. You've seen this show. Really? Okay. It's a fun show, though. Really? It, it, I love it. Is a rock on it? Like. He is the in main every character. Episode? Oh, every episode. He's really? the main okay. he's the main guy. Mm, okay. And he's good in it. He's really good. Um, you know, Rock is he's not the best actor. For as much as money he brings in, he's not the best actor. But in this show, he's good at it because it's a football related show. He grew up I mean, he was a football player, crying out loud. The before U, wrestling. Um it's a really good show. I highly recommend yeah. it. It's a show that you can just put on and just watch you don't have to think you don't have to go afterward like it is they hit you upside the head with all the metaphors everything there's no there's, there's no, no conspiracy there's no yeah you don't have to go on reddit afterwards <laughs> you know what it is it's just a yeah. fun show it, it really is entourage in the nfl i recommend it i think i think it's a it's a show that you can get through it's 30 minute episodes which i love oh really i thought they were hour long that's like right that. that was my big thing i was like i don't know if i can do 10 hours of this because there's 10 episodes a season Five and five and a half. I finished the first season in one day because <laughs> I'm. I started on Friday after work. Yeah, and I just stayed awake till like two a.m. and then went to the beach the next day. So I recommend it. It's it's a fun show. Yeah. I think I, I think a lot of TV snobs like us are like I don't know if I'm gonna do this because it's it seems so corny. Fun show though. Yeah. Uh, season two of Luke Cage. Did you watch it yet? I have not. I can I liked. I liked season one. I think. It fell off when uh, I can't remember his name. The the first villain, Cornell, uh, Cottonmouth, Cottonmouth. Yeah, yeah when, Cornell. After Cottonmouth got killed off. I'll, Wait, it, was Cottonmouth Cornell or Cornell? Are they the same guy? I don't know. Cottonmouth was different, wasn't he? No, I thought he was the same. Let me look I it don't up. Even remember? Honestly. Yeah, that's but the once, thing. Once they killed him off, it kind of like because he was to me he was the most intriguing character, Cottonmouth to me, and he gets killed off. I thought Luke Kate first season was okay. After that. I really enjoyed it up to that point. But after that, I was kind of like, eh, okay. I liked, I really liked the on-screen time with Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. It's why I like Jessica Jones season one so much. I don't know if he was in season two. I haven't seen season two of Jessica Jones. Was he? I don't remember either. I already forgot season two of Jessica <laughs> Jones. That's how I really liked the first, the first season first of Jessica Jones. First one was good. Uh, season two is a lot like season one, where the acting at times is really bad. Of Luke Cage? Very bad. Uh-huh. Like, all-around acting yeah. on that show. It's like a BET show. I heard there's a really cringy dab at the beginning of the season. Yes. Yes, there is. Yeah. Um, Luke Cage is uh, corny at times. Right. But if you liked Cottonmouth, you're going to love the villain in this season. It's mm, uh, okay. uh, Bushmaster. Okay. His story arc is awesome. Okay. Like, his backstory is really good. Are so. they doing uh, Heroes for Hire? Him, him and uh, Iron Fist? He's. Do they do that in season two at all? Like, do they uh, tease that at all or anything? Just watch. I don't want to give too much okay. away. I don't want to give too much away. How, do you, how did you feel about this this iteration of Iron Fist? Because I thought he was kind of corny. I didn't. Really I hated like, it. I didn't. I didn't even finish. Uh, Iron Fist is Iron horrible. Fist. Iron Fist. It's it. the all the criticism that they get online about Iron Fist. It's it's warranted. Yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't it's cheesy. You should have. You should have picked an Asian character. Yeah. Oh hell yes. That's the one that like, dude. Come on. And it just was cor- it just felt like a CW you know how CW yeah. does those those DC superhero shows that's what it felt like yeah which is crazy because Arrow season one and two so good 
It, it was, was like good. it was watching The Dark Knight. Yeah, and then, it's dark. It's good acting. It, there's not yeah. bullshit in it. It's not fake, right? Like you, you feel like this guy can actually do this. This all makes sense. Yeah. And then when they started introducing all the characters that that like got impacted, back home. Yeah, I'm like, all right, this is enough. Like this is it's bad acting now. But man, Stephen Amell's my dude still. Yeah. I love him because he's the only guy that I know my wife would leave me for. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I know. I know. Like yeah. I know where my hierarchy is. Uh, so Luke Cage season two is. Uh, I Bushmaster was the best part. Okay, the bad guy. He's really good. Final thing, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Did you watch it yet? I haven't, dude. I am so behind on movies. I haven't even seen Black Panther. I haven't seen Infinity yeah, War. What? I I haven't seen. Shit, what are the? Uh, obviously, I haven't seen this one. I'm really behind on movies. Oh, you got to get on it. Black Panther's out on DVD now, or on. Uh, you can buy it. Or rent it for three ninety nine. I'm sure it's probably like on demand. On, yeah, like, yeah, on, yeah. You got to get go Black Black Panther one, Infinity Wars two, and then Ant Man Wasp. Do that. Order. I heard it was really good too. It was awesome. It had. So if you're going in thinking it's like Infinity Wars timeline stuff, don't. It's it's not. Is it's it set prior separate. or after? Or it's, it's not really certain. It's not. It's before. It's before. Okay. Everything happens before. Okay. Um. And it has, like, everything that happens in it has no impact on the DC, or excuse me, the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It's a standalone movie. Nice. Like, the okay. way it should be. It's awesome. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Luis Gomez? The dude? Luis, what's his name? I don't know what you're talking about. The No, that, I don't think that's right. Yeah, but I, I, I've Luis. seen that he, he really uh, delivered. Was he the villain? No, no, no. Luis is... Uh, Luis is Luis is the guy. Okay, Luis is the character, and it's Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Yeah. Uh, but Luis is the character in it, and he steals the show. Yeah. Like it, he always steals the show. Michael Pena always steals yeah. the show. He's also going to be in season three of season four of Narcos. Really? They just announced that yesterday. Narcos is now going to Mexico. Damn. Chapo's in that's it. That's a big get. Yeah. To have him on on that show. Him and uh, the lead actor. Uh, my dude, uh, the Viper, the Red Viper. Why am I, uh, I, I don't even watch Narcos. I'm not even going to lie to you. But that's a big get. You haven't watched Narcos? And, um, I'm not into the whole drug cartel thing. I think you should get up on this one. Yeah? It's really good TV. Okay. Really good TV. Especially season three when they finally get rid of um, Pablo. Uh -huh. And they're not like leaning on the Is crutch. Is Pablo already dead by season three or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he dies uh, season two. Okay. But when they're spoilers, that, uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> but with that crutch of like everyone loved Narcos because there's yeah. Pablo, Pablo Escobar, right? All that. Yeah. But when that crutch of Pablo isn't there, they actually like the story got better, the acting really? got better. Like they had to step it up because yeah. everyone's thinking Escobar's like, is dead. this even going to be good? Yeah. Without Pablo Escobar, and it is fantastic. Okay. Cool. Uh, let me see. I gotta get this dude's name because I love his acting. He's really good. Red Viper, Game of Thrones. Hold on. Sorry, this is how we're gonna end. Is this awkward? <laughs> Who was the actor that played him? God dang it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, talk for a second. I hate doing this, but I need to because I will. Pedro Pascal. There you Pedro go. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. He's, he's a really good actor. All right. That's everything I have. I think. Let me check my notes. Uh, the big three. Oh, my beloved big You're three. You're a big three. You're a big, big three fan. Pick up basketball. I love it. I love just the the parody of it. Like, it's... and. Again, I'm I'm a I'm a pit my article. I wrote a uh, I wrote an article about this. How it's just it's just guys enjoying basketball for like how it should be, mm -hmm. and all of them in the press conferences just talked about how happy they were to play again. Like that's just just so awesome to me. Yeah, it's so cool because those guys, it's former NBA guys, yeah. guys that played overseas, 
Um, Freaking Amari they, Stoudemire just came back from playing overseas to be in the Yeah, league. like Amari like Stoudemire probably, you know, and all these guys, the older guys, um, Abdul Raouf, yeah. Katino Mobley, these guys that hey, have baby. left the game for 10 plus years now, yeah. they got to miss that. And like this gives them that, that, that brotherhood again. Yeah. And you can see how happy they are. I, I enjoyed watching. I watch it. I watch it. I put it on Friday nights. Like, yeah. I won't be glued to it, but it's on in the background. Right. And it's just fun. Like, it gets old after a while watching three-on-three basketball, in my opinion. Especially because they play the games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah, and, like, it, it gets a little old, but it's still fun. Absolutely. Like, and just seeing the awesome. guys. Being there was an awesome experience. I really, I bet, I'm really yeah. happy I went. And the atmosphere is really cool. They always have a DJ on yeah. staff. Like, they're playing good music. They understand that, like, look, the action's going to get a little slow. You're not going to get many dunks. You're not no. going to get much good basketball, but it's... It's just fun. Yeah. It's cool seeing guys that you grew up watching, like, still having fun yeah, out there. Yeah, the like, nostalgia factor of it yeah. is really nice. Like, we'll always be fans. Always Absolutely. be fans of those guys. The one thing that I will say, if they can ever land this guy, I think this becomes, like, must-watch TV all the time. Who is it? Who do you think it is? If they land one guy. Shit, I thought it was AI, but that Mm-mm. didn't work out. Oh, AI's not. He's, that didn't work out. He's not uh, fully. He came in, did one, hit one jump or one pass. Lance Stevenson? Nope. One guy. It's it's the it's so unlikely that he would ever do it, but if he does, because Kobe, Kobe, if oh, Kobe man, did crazy. it, it becomes oh, marquee television. Absolutely, because you've got one of the the greatest player, all right, of our generation. Fuck LeBron, Kobe's the greatest. Okay. All right, everyone, take a deep breath. <laughs> How are we forgetting Kobe in all of this? All right, my dude, more points right now, more rings. Decorated Laker. There you go with your ring argument. All right. Decorated Laker. Did it separate ways. All right. right. Won it with Shaq. Did it on his own. We do all this, but he does. He gets no love. All right. So what is, you know, he ball hogged. Oh, well. Um, that would that'd be crazy if he was. It, could you imagine if Kobe was in the victory? I, I, I bet he could still, like, he would dominate the shit out of that league still. He's built. How's his Achilles? That's, I don't know. But he would. A guy like his scoring ability is yeah. built for half court, dude. Fuck yes. He, I mean, he would just annihilate everyone. It wouldn't be fair. <laughs> I, th- I think he could average thirty points a game. The games are to fifty. Yeah, he could he average just, thirty. He's scoring thirty of those points. Isn't there a guy right now averaging twenty six? Baron Davis. Baron Davis was yeah. was leading the league in in uh, league. I think Man. it was twenty six points. And that'd be crazy yeah. if Kobe signs. If Ice Cube can convince Kobe to play one legit season, that'd I'm, be insane. it. Becomes a real thing. Yeah, it becomes a thing where now after you you're done playing in the NBA, it's not looked yeah. down upon. Like it's a oh, I'm gonna go play in the big three now, and the money that will come with it, it'd be wild. All I right. wonder how far the league is from being like sustainable, like an ever long thing that's going to be that's here to stay. You know, yeah. it, it would take Kobe. That's it. I can't think of anybody else yeah. that would move the needle like form like Tim Duncan. If you ever, like, I don't want to watch that. I'm good. I think it'd be cool to see Tim Duncan, but it's not. It's Manu Ginobili, does that do it for you? Uh, I'm just thinking about guys that are retiring. Not right on now. the level of Kobe, no, no. Kobe's the only yeah. one. If Kobe does it, it validates everything. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Right. It, it like now you've got guys, and it also steps up the competition. Like fuck, Kobe's playing. Yeah. It's different. All right, we're done. Thank you, Jose. Thanks for having me. People can me, follow man. you on Twitter, Parj94. RJ94. And you can listen to him with uh, Patrick, Patrick Creighton on ESPN. SB Nation Radio. Oh, SB Nation. That's right. He's on SB Nation now. All right. 
brother, thank you so much. Absolutely. Always Thanks fun talking me. to you. Thank you for being part of the podcast. Again, guys, subscribe, rate, share the podcast, please. Trying to grow this bad boy. If you ever have an idea of any guests that you want on here, email me, Raheel at Gal Media, or tweet me at the underscore. Raheel, all right, everyone, have a great time doing whatever you're doing right now because I don't know when you're listening. Have fun. We'll talk to you later.